empowerment is if you have to tell people your values day after day, uh, for instance, tell people that I'm a man of integrity, uh, chances are you're trying to convince yourself in the time being. So let your actions empower your values. Mm -hmm. So live live a life of integrity rather than trying to tell people uh, you're a man of integrity. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 208 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Matthew Boyce. Human Connection Project's founder and managing director, Matt Boyce, recognised through his own mental health struggles that Australians are spending increasingly less time connecting with one another, which is gravely impacting on our mental health. Now, for the sudden passing of Matt's best friend, Justin, he realised he wasn't as connected to his community as he thought he was. He was left feeling alone and isolated and now works to ensure no one is left feeling like that again. Human Connection Project aims to be the largest proactive human connection and mental health lead organization across the globe. To do this, the Human Connection Project is building platforms of support, resources, and education to help guide society on their own mental health journey before reactive measures are needed. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Matt's experience leading the Human Connection Project in a time where human connection couldn't be more important. And we'll get Matt's thoughts and perspective on how workplaces and individuals can adapt to working from home or in isolation during this particularly difficult time for everyone with COVID-19. So Matt, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom. Super grateful to be here, mate. I'm excited to have a chat around uh, Human Connection Project. Great. Well, let's hear a little bit about your background, Matt. What was it that led to your passion of connecting people and, and improving mental health? Yeah, I guess for me, it's a bit of a, a lifelong journey. I was a carpenter by trade uh, from West Australia originally, and I found I was always the guy on site that would essentially bring people together. And I'm not sure if, you know, if it was the energy I was putting out or perhaps people just knew I was open for the chat, but I'd find in the, in the smoko room or the, the lunch break, for those that aren't tradies, uh, I was always the person that was trying to get people to open up about their struggles, whether it was, you know, at home with their wife or their kids were playing up at school, et cetera, et cetera. And then I moved to, I moved to Brisbane to uh, chase the rugby league dream. And when I moved here, I thought I had to be somebody who I wasn't. And I walked around site with a, a bit of a mask on. You know, I was had a few tattoos. I was young. I was athletic. And I kind of went to work every day trying to pretend to be some tough guy that I wasn't. Uh, and, you know, slowly the person who brought people together over the smoko shed or over the lunch break was suddenly sitting on his own during the lunch break. Mm. Uh, and, and it wasn't until I ripped off that the metaphorical mask and it was quite literally one day just went, no, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Who am I pretending to be? 
uh, and started, you would have heard this story before, started skipping up and down the hallways, um, singing Whitney Houston, just living my absolute best life. Uh, <laughs> I found, you know, it got to lunchtime and suddenly one bloke would sit next to me and then two blokes would sit next to me and then suddenly I'm having these essentially toolbox meetings around people's mental health and how they're, how they're dealing with stuff and, you know, how they connect better with their kids, etc. And then uh, so five years ago, I tragically lost my best mate in an accident. Mm. Uh, and as somebody who thought he was really connected to his community, to his network, to his friends and family, uh, I not that I wasn't, it's just that I thought I wasn't as connected as I was and I was isolated and super lonely. And I thought, how many other people, you know, are going through this at the moment where their depression isn't, you know, and a lot of people's depression is caused by chemical imbalances, but mine, my depression was caused from my environment. You know, I had shut people out, I had put walls up and I was disconnected. Mm. Uh, so now, now I guess like my life's goal and my life's journey now is to educate people on what human connection actually is because it's an easy term to say, um, but to actually measure it and define it and put it into practice is a really difficult difficult things so now that's that's i guess what we do every single day is educate support and and define human connection for people mm, wonderful so that's that's a, a great leading to the project that you're involved with being the social enterprise called human connection project so tell us a little bit more about the specific projects you're involved with and why do people need to be more connected what sort of outcomes do they see or can organizations see from this yeah definitely so yeah, the Human Connection Project, I guess, a really easy way for me to explain it is we're a multi-layered social enterprise working to educate people on exactly that question. What is human connection? Uh, what are the outcomes of being more connected? And how do we actually strive towards that? So I guess to answer the first aspect of you know, what is human connection? Human connection is the ability to be vulnerable with one another, the ability to you know, we have three defining pillars we use, which is empathy, leadership and empowerment. So for us, human connection is to be empathetic towards both yourself and other people. So empathy in the sense that, you know, I can understand why I'm feeling like this or empathy, I can understand uh, why Tom's going through a certain thing and I can put myself in his shoes uh, and, and help him get through it. So the first aspect of that, I guess, of empathy is defining that there's two sides of the coin with empathy. Mm. There's the positive and the negative so a lot of us focus on the negative side so empathy in the sense that when when someone's going through a hard time i have to understand that i have to sit in their shoes but what a lot of us forget is that we can be empathetic towards people in positive times as well so an example i can use is a lot of people are changing their businesses right now uh, and perhaps your partner's changed uh, his or her business model and you can be empathetic in the sense that this is exciting like they've they've changed their business model and it's actually succeeding and it's moving forward and you can show empathy in that sense uh, the second pillar is leadership leadership to define in a quick little podcast is pretty difficult but leadership is first you lead yourself so you actually follow through on what you say you're going to do mm -hmm. and then leadership in the sense that you know, leadership isn't a job title. It's not a position you held, uh, hold. Sorry, in a team, in a job, or in a business. Leadership is the ability to look to your left and look to your right, uh, and see who's struggling and see how you can help them come along the journey. Uh, and then the third aspect, I guess, is that empowerment. And empowerment and, and leadership have a lot of similarities. Empowerment is empowering people to make change in their lives, and also empowering yourself to make changes in your life as well. So, I guess going through things, changing, 
reiterating iteration after iteration, changing who you are as a person. Uh, and empowerment to me is I had a really great chat with somebody yesterday, a great friend of mine, and we talked about empowerment is if you have to tell people your values day after day, uh, for instance, tell people that I'm a man of integrity, uh, chances are you're trying to convince yourself in the time being. So let your actions empower your values mm-hmm. so live, live a life of integrity rather than trying to tell people uh, you're a man of integrity and what that's going to achieve for uh, your question around organizations what will that achieve for them it's going to do a magnitude of things so first thing it's going to do is it's going to keep longer tenures so people are going to want to be a part of that organization for a lot longer more connected workforces are more productive that's a given so if you know, Mark from accounts can have a really good relationship from you know Sally from IT and they can bounce ideas off each other and they feel connected to ask for help and they need it then the business is going to move forward mm-hmm. and you know you know as well as I do now that businesses that lead with that passion and that people first perspective are more than often not more successful than businesses that don't so they're just the three kind of really simple ways that organizations will benefit from human connection Thanks for that, Matt. I think, you know, hearing about that, particularly now that we are seeing these huge shifts in the way that people work and connect, uh, particularly just even over the last few weeks with this whole coronavirus saga, it just brings to the forefront just how important all of this is, right? So do you have any practical tips on how you think people can best adapt to this new environment? And what can be done then to ensure that people maintain positive mental health in in an age where things are just shifting and, and changing so rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. I think now more than ever is, uh, you know, and it's a term that a lot of people are using in their copy now, but it's true now more than ever, uh, we need human connection. So a couple of things that we can do to adapt to the new environment to make sure our mental health is in a good place is first of all, first and foremost really is to keep a good routine. Uh, so I, when I think of routine, everyone has one. You and I both have one. It's just whether it's productive for the day ahead or destructive. So morning routine for me consists of a handful of things. The first thing is jumping out of bed into a cold shower. Mm. Uh, and I don't get into cold showers because of the science for your organs. There's there's plenty of that out there. And if you want to Google it, you simply have to write cold showers and you'll have paper after paper on the benefits. But what I do it for is it's uncomfortable. And if I can convince myself to get in a cold shower at 4 o'clock in the morning, and get through that uncomfortable period. That's a score on the board for Matt straight away. First first thing of the day and I'm getting a score on the board for myself and I'm proving myself that I can get through uncomfortable situations. Second thing is I make my bed, not for any other reason, but it's just another score on the board for Matt. Uh, so you're trying to build up your tally because there's going to be times where, you know, you lose points throughout the day. So as long as you can build up a tally. I then brain dump, which is my version of saying journaling. Uh, a lot of people don't like the term journaling. What I do is I just take thoughts in my head and put them on pen and paper or I pop them into a, a notes on my phone. And then for me, it's movement or meditation. Uh, I think we have to be clear here, Tom, that routine isn't regiment. So if one day you feel like meditating, fantastic. If one day you feel like going for a run and you, you hate the idea of meditation, then that's great as well. Like routine can bend and mold to who you are on that mm. day. It's not, it's not a structure. We're not in the military. We don't have to do things how we've planned them. Uh, so yeah, keeping a really good morning routine is first and foremost. And then secondly, is that human connection element and making sure, you know, we're sitting at ergonomical desks and, a lot of people, I guess, won't understand that. That's just, a, you know, uh, 
you know, a deeper way of saying sit at a desk that's set up for your body. So elbows should be 90 degrees. You know, you should definitely get away from your computer for an absolute minimum hour a day. Make sure you're getting out in the sunlight. Uh, if it's cloudy, just get outside anyway, get some fresh air. Just these little things that now that we're working from home, we find people are doing bigger hours mm. than ever. And they're isolating themselves because they think, you know, jumping on a Zoom call with their work team uh, is enough human connection for the day. But it's really important that we're jumping on video calls with friends and family outside of work and disassociating. Have an area in your house, which is the office or the work zone, and then that's it. Don't take your laptop to the lounge room. Don't take your laptop to the bedroom. We need to make that clear separation. Yeah, some great tips there, Matt. And in working with a lot of social entrepreneurs ourselves, we can see how this situation is, is greatly affecting a lot of us, right? And it's been a pleasure to be working with you as well as part of our Elevate Plus Accelerator program and, and you two are you know, familiar with a lot of these other social enterprises we're working with. So you had some great tips there, but do you have any other specifics for, for the entrepreneurs who may be at their desk all day who are really keen to actually set these healthy life routines because it can be really hard to, to push through these these first few weeks of setting setting that routine and, and sticking to it right that can then lead to those you know improved mental health or, or physical outcomes as well so how can we all set up those routines to then work towards kicking the goals that we're really keen to achieve yeah definitely so for me it's a perspective thing uh, I'm fortunate that I've been a, you know in the athlete world for a lot of a lot of my my life so far I try to take a 14,000 foot view on most things so what I mean by that is you know in any given day you're going to be putting out fires that's a given as an entrepreneur your job is essentially to put out fires in your business and make sure that you survive for another day um, so taking 14,000 foot means to just take it with a little bit of perspective you know we can get so caught up in things and especially when we are and a lot of entrepreneurs work from their home regardless of COVID. So for a lot of us, this isn't isn't going to be any different than usual. But it's important that we take that step back, we change our perspective and go, okay, this is what's happening right now. Uh, you know, is this, what's the worst case scenario to come out, with, come out of this problem? And can I live with that worst case scenario? So for instance, you know, if your business is under a lot of pressure now and you're being forced to, and I'm, I'm wary of using the word pivot, if you're if you're being forced to change what your business is and we're doing this as we speak, we're changing our entire business model. Instead of kind of getting caught up in the nuts and bolts of it and trying to make everything perfect, it's just a matter of zooming out saying, okay, this is where we are now. This is what the current market is. Hmm. How do we now change our business to suit that market and, and suit that demand? Because we can be sitting in our own home office trying to change our business and build a completely different business that no one actually wants right now just because it's our perspective and we think that's what they need. You need to zoom out, see where the market is, see where the demand is and, and change your business to suit that because this is a market that we have never seen before and there's, you know, our grandparents have never seen a market like this before. So to be able to sit in your home office and think you've got a handle on it, I think is potentially a little bit naive. Yeah, so let's talk about a few little projects then. What projects are you finding really inspiring uh, or organizations that you've come across perhaps recently that are creating some great positive social change, particularly in these tough times? Mate, there's, there's hundreds, to be honest with you. Um, so to I can probably rattle off four in a really short period of time. The first being uh, Orange Laundry, Orange Sky Laundry. 
they're obviously in person laundry services for the homeless and they're having to pivot their whole business model to be uh, a lot of these people don't get excited over orange sky laundry because they get clean clothes they get excited about the the business because they've got a friend they've got someone who's coming to wash their clothes and connect with them Mm. um the second would be someone we both know uh very close in um david tui from mine for me like he's he's a startup platform right now that Australia needs more than ever. Um, it's the ability to get help into communities via, you know, an app platform. You know, another one, Nick from Impact Boom as well, Swap You, the ability to swap products. Uh, you know, a lot of people are sitting at their home right now and they might look over their shoulder and realise I've got, you know, I'm doing it right as we speak. I've got 48 books on my bookshelf. I've read them all. They're all sitting there void now. Why mm. would I keep them? I could swap them for something that I need in everyday life now. Um, you know, that's just a, a really quick rattle off of people that are got a business right now that, you know, they haven't had to pivot. Their business is set up. And I think social enterprises are, are fortunate in the sense that we're, we exist for passion and, and we exist for a change in the world regardless. So COVID for a lot of us and not all of us isn't that big. It just means we have to pivot a little bit because we're still here to make an impact and make a change on the world. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, to finish off, you spoke about those 48 books on your bookshelf. I'm really curious to hear what those books are and, and what you'd recommend to our listeners. Yeah, I, uh, I like the, the book question and it, I know it says one, but I've probably got two and I apologize. The first one is an obvious one for the Human Connection Project is Lost Connections uh, by Johan Hari. It's an absolute fantastic read very educational but the second one and I I forget the author's name but the book's called Essentialism and what that is and I think that's so prevalent right now is it it kind of changes your perspective to focus on what's actually important you know we've got business owners now that uh, we're spending so much time at home that they think they suddenly need to create a TikTok profile because that's the next biggest thing and it's like no (laughs) like stay what's important focus on what your business model is and focus on how you can make that more relevant Mm. today rather than jumping across onto another platform so they would be my my two books Lost Connections and Essentialism Great well we'll stick a couple links through to those in the article Matt so Matt it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today and it's going to be excellent to watch as you evolve and adapt to this changing situation by providing human connection to others. So thanks very much for your really generous insights and time and we'll be in touch and I'll obviously see you uh, at the Accelerators next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate that. It was great to chat. It's our pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.